Hello and welcome to the podcast for the 22nd Annual First Conference in Miami, Florida, June 13th through 18th, 2010. This series of interviews highlights some of the key speakers and presenters at this year's event. For more information, please visit the conference site at conference.first.org. We now join our interview in progress. I'm Ramses Martinez. I, uh, I'm the Director of Information Security for Verisign. In that capacity, uh, I'm responsible for the security of our whole company. Uh, what that means is my team develops the uh, security strategy and ensures that it's implemented across uh, all of our global environments for Verisign. Rams, what if you're you're actually going to be giving one of the very first presentations at the first conference this year? Instant response to social engineering attacks. Um, can you give me a little bit of background about what your talk is about? Sure. So the uh, the talk is about uh, a social engineering attack that we were we were subjected to in 2009, late 2009. It not, not only affected us, but it affected a number of registry and registrars as well. So it was a pretty big attack. Uh, it was probably the largest one that I have seen to date, uh, targeting us at least. And the, the uh, person involved, or persons, uh, used a number of things, which some which were quite technically sophisticated, to try to basically hijack you know, a, a registrar's access to the registry. Now, when we say a social engineering attack, can you just kind of give a, a basic um, definition of what you mean by social engineering? Sure. So it's an attempt uh, when, you know, by a person to try to uh, coerce one of our employees into essentially performing, uh, taking an action, doing something uh, that is not part of their job, which benefits the attacker. So it's, uh, in not so many words, trying to exploit uh, the human factor in the security process. So in this case, the attacker was trying to uh, gain access to accounts by giving providing false information to one of your technicians and it what makes this different is that they were trying to actually get access to Verisign's registrar information as opposed to just trying to to compromise a single domain correct correct essentially the uh, the attacker in this case really up the ante where normally we see a single domain being hijacked this person um, targeted not one but actually two registrars uh, and their accounts into our into our company. So, uh, if if you want to phrase this maybe a little bit differently, it's not so much a case of domain hijacking as it is a case of a registry uh, being hijacked or an attempt to hijack a registry. That's that's the problem I always have when talking about uh, about this is talking about the registrant versus the registrar versus the registry. Yeah, and and, and, and and that is it's it's important to make that distinction which some people uh, don't make clearly the, the registry being the database that holds all the domain names, the registrar being the entity that registers or allows a registrant to register that name. So by hijacking an account for the registrar at the registry you get access to all of the domains controlled by the registrar. So essentially it's a, a pretty big target for an attacker that is you know, intent on controlling a large number of domains. Well, this can't have been the very first uh, attack on our registrar. Could it have been, or or have there been other less uh, or other less subtle uh, attacks before? Well, there, there's 
there, there's been others. Um, we definitely have seen attacks. I mean, we're one of the most attacked entities on the Internet, so this is definitely not the first time that we've seen this. The, the difference here was that the attacker not only targeted us, but also targeted several registries and registrars simultaneously. So this individual was going after a large number of you know, high-value targets at the same time, and that in itself was something that we had not seen before. But you've been able to do, it sounds like, some, some very interesting uh, forensics work and actually have some idea of who's attacking, and do you have some sort of idea of what their motivation was? Absolutely. So we've we've been able to do a lot of forensic work, and you know, it, the initial part of this work revealed a lot about the person itself, some of the information he had obtained. Um, it actually revealed his sources of information, uh, a large amount of uh, open source research that he did to try to impersonate the registrar, specifically one individual in the registrar. But as we Spent more time researching this, we also found some very interesting ties to some geopolitical issues uh, in the Middle East, and that in itself sort of changed the scope of the incident because essentially it transitioned from something that was sort of uh, what we thought initially was a, 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 a sort of a money-motivated type of thing where we thought the, finan- the, the motive here uh, is financial to it being now both a financial and maybe a political uh, motivation as well. So it, it's essentially crossed the line from you know, just a financial crime now to what's sometimes called hacktivism you know, on behalf of a nation state. Well, it also sounds like, from what you're telling me, that this is a, a, somebody who took the time to actually discover a lot more. I mean, this is, is along the lines of spear phishing or, and I hate to use the, the term, the Aurora attack, where they are actually looking at somebody in particular to target inside your 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 uh, company rather than just being a general attack against your company. You know, I, I, absolutely. And not only did this attacker research, you know, our our systems, uh, and you know, but also he researched the systems of the people that we do business with, especially the registrars. And so he had a good amount of information on the folks that we do business with, uh, which he was able, you know, he was able to obtain through probably secondary type attacks against these specific targets. And it's, it's one of the, the things that we thought was uh, important to highlight about this incident is that we worked in conjunction with all of these other parties to defeat the attacker. So this wasn't just VeriSign working by itself. Uh, you know, a large number of registries and registrars work together to go after this individual and, or, or I should say to mitigate the attack and, um, you know, understand what other vectors have been exploited and what information, and you know, had been obtained and how. Is this a, a one-time attack that, that happened for a, a, about a week and is over, or do you, th- do you believe that this person is continuing to attack uh, VeriSign and other registries? I have no reason to believe right now that this person continues to, you know, to attack us. We, you know, we, we haven't seen any indication that this is an ongoing issue. Is this a, an issue that you th- believe that is going to become more and more of a concern for VeriSign and other, other companies as time goes forward? Or do you think that this individual was uh, above and beyond what we're, what we're going to be seeing in the future? It's hard to it's hard to say. Um, I think, if anything, um, you know, it highlights the sophistication of these attackers and and how 
in many cases now they're crossing, or, or the, I should say, the boundaries between you know financially motivated crimes and nation-state-sponsored uh, activities are becoming blurred. So you know, it's again, it's hard to say whether this will go on or not. But I, I would not discount the possibility of something like this happening again. So, what sort of factors have you put into place to help mitigate this sort of attack in the future? Sure. I mean, we we don't discuss uh, publicly, you know, the controls that we have in place to defeat an attacker, and we don't do this for obvious reasons. But I mean, you know, we we are following a number of you know best of the breed uh, practices in terms of security. We are you know working very closely with you know all of our partners to ensure that they have the highest level of security when they access our systems. That you know we we have multiple ways, uh, some out of band, to authenticate who they are. Um, but I mean, basically, every lesson that's been learned from this incident has been implemented into a security control that's in place right now. Well, I think one of the things that that your talk will highlight for most people is that as we've all known that the the human factor is going to be one of the weakest links in the system at, at all points and there's really no technical means of of uh, preventing that uh, absolutely absolutely the, the human being is usually the weakest link uh, in in the whole security chain you know and it's it's hard to train for social engineering attacks they're hard to detect but uh, i mean the the solution we believe is you know, not just dealing with these attacks as they happen, is taking the lessons learned and, and essentially creating a security, uh, a sort of a culture of security, not only in our company, but hopefully across the whole industry. There's, there's no one benefits from, you know, any uh, player in this space being compromised. It's just not something that's uh, good for the industry as a whole. So thank you very much, Ramses, and uh, you have a great day, and I I look forward to seeing your talk at uh, the first convention in uh, Miami in June. Great. Look forward to meeting you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the podcast for the 22nd Annual First Conference in Miami, Florida, June 13th through 18th, 2010. Please visit the conference site at conference.first.org. For more information about me, you can also visit www.mckeay.net. Thank you and have a good day. Initiating shutdown sequence.